On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, we talk with Robert Fiveash about why it's important to give back and why we need to listen to introverts. Welcome to another edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I'm your host, Kirby Hossaman, and with me is a brand new guest. I'm super excited about this. That's right. Hey, Robert Fiveash, who's co-president and co-founder of Brand Fuel. He's also uh, president of the board of Promo Kitchen. Robert, thanks so much for joining me, man. Kirby, it is an absolute pleasure. Thank you, man. I'm, I'm excited. Well, you know, I am excited to dig into a few of these questions, and I want to get right to it because... One of the things I mentioned there is you're like president, promo kitchen chef, grand poobah of the board, I think was the title I used. So yeah, I, I have to think, and, and, and you know, in the interest of disclosure, I'm on that, but I'm not grand poobah. And so that must be a pretty huge commitment. So why do you do it? Why do you think it's important? Well, that's a good question. I appreciate you asking it. So, um, yeah, I'm going to get get a little bit deep here, but um, but you know, you and we and others of us who are listening to this, um, you know, we're really fortunate. Um, we we were we were born in a place that that allowed us to build our businesses in a in a fashion that uh, that we've done. It's it's allowed us to. Uh, we've had we've had family that's been supportive. We've had schools that have been supportive. We've had an industry that's been supportive, and it's not like that everywhere. And so, I think you really do have to find a way to give back. Um, and and to me, it's not necessarily um, not necessarily whether you're going to give back. It's how you're going to give back. And so, for me, Promo Kitchen was the kind of the obvious choice. I mean, I've done some things out of outside the community that are really important to me, but inside the community. Um, promo kitchen really spoke to me and and not only um, because I've been in business for close to 20 years and I know how hard it is to bring on new people right I mean it is really this is a difficult industry and so the idea of thinking that a, a new supplier or a new distributor is gonna get it immediately is just it's just a fallacy and so the idea of this all-volunteer organization that could help these folks um, really spoke to me so that's 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 really where it came from. Yeah, and I think it's worth worthy of mention, right? Like, because you and I know it, but Promo Kitchen, the whole there's two tenets, right? So it's it's mentorship and it's education. So we actually pair people who have been in the industry for a while with people who are new to the industry, and that's you know I think it, your interest in the organization is super similar to mine. It was just one of those where I'm like, gosh, this just makes sense, and I think it's a cool thing that that Promo Kitchen does. So I appreciate yeah. you doing that leadership. Well, I really do appreciate it and uh, appreciate you saying that. And, you know, the, the opportunity for me to get more involved really came, I guess, about a year and a half ago when, when Mark Graham, who we all know and has, has been, you know, just a absolute driving force in, in, in the organization and in the industry for that matter. But um, Mark is, um, is a phenomenal leader. And Mark is someone who, as, as we know, um, started and, and co-founded Common Skew. And so his schedule um, got a little bit a little bit full, let's say, yeah. and so he had the, I think, the the foresight to realize that um, this organization needed to be able to move beyond Mark Graham. As as good as he is, and as fantastic a leader as he is, the key is that this fantastic organization needs continuity. And so I think he was really smart in the way that he um, encouraged folks to to step up. And so for me. Um, 
you know, there was a, there was an opportunity to become more involved. And from his perspective, I think he realized that, hey, these are organ- these are uh, these are volunteers. These are people who are not getting paid to do what they do. Um, they have full time jobs. They get paid for that. They don't get paid for their their volunteerism. But you have to find a way to compensate, so to speak, these volunteers. And one of the ways to do that is to allow them to grow and to allow them to lead and to achieve. And I think Mark was was brilliant and 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 leaders that see that um, in an organization that allow folks to 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 grow and to breathe and to become the next generation of leaders. I, I think he I think he was really prescient in that and, and I, I, I I give him a lot of props for that. I think it's very smart. Yeah, so it's interesting. You talk about growth, and you and I have discussed at times that you are a little bit more of an introvert. It's actually probably one of the reasons that you haven't been on this show before because you've told me that. Um, yeah. So, so I think sometimes those kind of introverted personalities get overlooked. Why do you think it's important that we make sure that everybody at the table in our industry is talking? You know, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I think the, the the main reason and kind of the obvious reason is that any any time that you've got half of a population of any organization that's not necessarily out there and, and contributing and leading, um, that's a colossal waste of talent and knowledge. And so, um, as you may or may not know, probably fifty percent of of folks that are in our industry or really in any industry, um, they have massive fear of public speaking. Mm. Um, and that's not the same as being an introvert. Um, they're, they're different things. But I, but I think in our, in our industry, um, we are so enamored by the folks who are really comfortable out there on stage and are blogging and all over social media and, and, you know, the things that you do so well with your, your, um, you know, what you're doing here, and and so there's this there's this sense that um, unless you're really out there um, promoting your business or promoting educational content or what have you, um, that you're kind of missing the boat. And 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 I think that's probably true. Um, I think you have to find that area where you're able to contribute, and it may not be public speaking. Um, for me personally, um, I, you know, I don't always follow my uh, my own advice. Um, but the advice would be, you know, what what you do people see when you're out there engaging the community. And for me, um, I, I'm constantly, um, you know, I'm constantly critiquing the me that that's out there, you know, engaging the community. And the 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 engagement that that um, that I take part in typically. Whether you know it may be leading, helping lead Promo Kitchen, but it's also getting out there and speaking. And so, um, the challenge with with that is, if you're not a great public speaker, um, yes, I think you probably probably can get better with practice. But um, <laughs> what is the you that people are seeing, right? Yeah. So for me, you know, when I'm out there, um, you know, my brain turns to mush. I'm having to really memorize everything. I'm very robotic, very serious, um, and that's the that's the me that people see, and that's the me that people understand. You know, Robert Fivesh is, and so my 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 thought would be: yes, you can go to Toastmasters, and yes, you can practice and all that kind of stuff. But you 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 really probably are part of that 50% that has a real fear of it. And you may be part of that 10% that truly has, I think they call them glossophobics. They have true like nausea and lightheadedness and just absolute dread about getting out there in front of folks. And so my, 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 my thought is um, you don't have to speak. You, you don't have to get out there in front of a thousand people, but you got to do something. And that might be 
being a mentor a mentor for Promo Kitchen. It may be writing an article. Some people that are really not so great at public speaking are amazing at writing. You know, and you may you may have as 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 much smarts in your head and great ideas in your head as all of these amazing people that you know you and and Bobby and Danny and Mark and these guys that we all all appreciate as, as great public speakers if you can't get that out there if you can't if it can't come from here out your mouth have it come out of your pen or somewhere else but get it out there don't don't sit on the sidelines and that, that would be my suggestion but yes I think um, there are a lot of introverts in our industry. Um, you look out at a crowd of a thousand people, and and five hundred of them are introverts. These folks need to get out and and lead. And it's a, a real waste of talent and knowledge if they don't. So um, find find your uh, find your muse and find your your uh, portal and 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 make it happen. No, and I appreciate that coming again from you, who who has said, look, I struggle with this, and so I appreciate you kind of leading the charge in that way. So. One thing I know about you, and this is my final question for you, is I know that you have created a successful partnership in the promo business. And look, that's hard, right? Having partnerships that are successful, that's hard. So what are some tips you can give people about creating successful partnerships? Good question. Good question. So my business partner, Danny Rosen, and I have been in business for almost 20 years. I think in, in February of next year, it'll be 20 years, which is just like astounding. <laughs> um but uh, so I'll answer that with kind of a, um, a sort of a, a musical um, anecdote. Um, so music and, and live music especially, but uh, is, is really kind of uh, part of my DNA and, and Danny's DNA and our company's DNA. And so um, I'll answer that by, by a, just a, a, a quick story with some of the, the, my favorite bands of all time. So these are you know, the Stones and Pink Floyd and the Ramones and the Clash and th this amazing band called Drive-By Truckers, kind of my favorite band after, over the last 20 years. And you know, these bands, um, they're partnerships, right? Mm -hmm. And so you think of Pink Floyd, you've got uh, David Gilmore and Roger Waters and the battles that they had over control of lyrics and things like that in the Stones. You've got Mick and Keith. I mean, Keith used to wear this T-shirt on stage, you know, who the F is Mick Jagger, right? I mean, that, that's what his T-shirt said, which is just so interesting. And he writes this book, this autobiography, and talks about Jagger's anatomy and, you know, disparaging ways. I mean, I just, it's, it's really kind of rough, right? But these are, these are partnerships that are either finding a way or not finding a way to succeed. And the Ramones and the Clash, I mean, just lots of backbiting. And then you look at a band like the Drive-By Truckers, who... Um, have been around for close to 25 years now and are, are really run by a guy named Patterson Hood, a, a guy named Mike Cooley. Um, they're, they're kind of the, the, the two core pieces of it. And um, they had a guy in the, in the band for about five years um, that we're all starting to hear about, a guy named Jason Isbell. And Jason was in the band for probably you know the three albums that most fans would say were their their best three albums. Okay. And I'll answer your question by the the, the first the first thing I want to say is is giving credit where credit is due. Like what makes a successful partnership? Giving credit where credit is due. So here's this young chubby kid who's 21 years old that these 30 year old. Um, uh, owners of this brand drive by truck, truckers bring into the into the band um, they let him breathe they let him do his thing um, they the the band which one thing that's just phenomenal you hear of like um, Jagger Richards and and uh, all these different uh, folks who wrote songs for the drive by truckers they had Cooley slash drive by truckers meaning the 
the artist was attributed the writing credit and the whole band was attributed the musical credit. Mm -hmm. So giving credit where credit is due. So you, you, so one partner brings in this idea, well, you know what, the entire company or the other partner kind of massaged it and made it better. And so I just, I really, it, it's, it's astounding. If you look at these different bands and which bands made it and which didn't, giving credit where credit is due is, is probably the, the biggest thing for partnerships. Um, the other piece of it is letting your par partner breathe and, and grow and encouraging that growth. You know, you all, you, you're two partners or three or whatever, you're not necessarily going to be on the exact same path all the time. And you may veer this way and he or she may may veer that way but you know giving that person the confidence to do that and encouraging them um, I think is fantastic and you never know where that that divergent road is going to be I mean your business needs to reinvent itself it needs new DNA and so um, there's nothing wrong with with encouraging your business partner to try new things and go off in a, a different direction um, the other two things I would just say real quickly, Kirby, um, separate your duties well um, for efficiency and also accountability. That's one of the biggest things in our business. Um, we've got this, this plan that we call RACI, and RACI stands for who is responsible, who is accountable, who is consulted, and who is informed. And it allows us to, much better than we did before, allows us to each of us grab a hold of a, a different piece of the business and really concentrate on that because I think one of the biggest challenges in our world is that we're kind of all over the place and and this if you if if perhaps you have ADD already um, <laughs> this business does not make that any easier you know with with all of the emails and all of the social media and all the you know the just you, you know how it is man and so you, you really do have to separate those things to, to be successful. And accountability is huge. I mean, one of the biggest challenges that, that uh, frankly, that, that, that I have, that Danny and I have together as partners is we've been friends for 40 years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how do you hold your best friend accountable? Like, that's that's tough, right? Yeah. And it's, it's you, know, how, how, you know, how much do you, you know, get all over, you know, how, how, how much... How much do you like have to do that? And and it's like a marriage, right? I mean, are you gonna come home and and um, you know have a real issue with your wife, or do you let it go, right? I mean, let the little things go. That's probably the the last thing. And so um, anyway, having a partnership is certainly not easy. Um, it is it is one of the most challenging and most rewarding things that you can do. Um, hence the reason why so many people get married. I mean, there's so many benefits to it and so many um, challenges to it. But but when it works and when you put your heart and soul into it and you really try, that's that's the key. You got You got to really try every day and you can't give up. Um, when you really do that, um, it can be one of the most rewarding things that you have. And for me. A 20-year relationship with my business partner Danny is one of the things that that I value the absolute most in my life, and so um, you've got to work hard at it. And if you do that, you're gonna you're gonna find a lot of joy in it. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, man, you've answered my three questions. I appreciate that. Now give everybody a chance to ask me one. Do you have one for me? I do. I do. So um, so I mentioned that that we sort of live in this ADD world, not only in our world, but especially in the promo world. There's just something about it that we're all wearing a million hats. Um, I feel like I'm underwater all the time. I know you are a super busy guy, certainly as busy as I am. Yet you have found a way to launch this brand new business, this brewery. And I'm just astounded at, at the fact that you've you've bitten that off and you're <laughs> I'm sure you'll be really successful at it but my question is 
what have you done in your work world, um, whether it's delegation or racy or any of the things that you've you've done to build this ecosystem around you that allows you to have your business continue as well as it's doing, yet be able to put as much time and effort and, and love and sweat and energy and mojo as it's going to take to make your 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 brewery successful like how, how have you what have you done to build that ecosystem that allows you that time because I could learn from that uh, well thank you that's super nice uh, not only because uh, that you're saying those kind of words but that you believe I have figured it out uh, that's really cool uh, no it's something honestly Robert that I'm struggling with uh, every day uh, now the first thing I would say is it's super important to have a great support team. Um, you know, I think I get a lot of credit for these videos. I've got a guy here, Dustin, who helps me put those together. We've got an entire support team, including my assistant, Emily, who helps me book stuff. Emily's job, she didn't know it when she started, is now uh, starting to order ingredients for a brewery. Uh, so it's like I've got this team of people. We've hired a brewer, and it's about getting those people um, – on the right, you know, as Jim Collins says, the the right people on the right seat on the bus. Um, there you go. And but I, you know, candidly, I think that's something that literally I'm still working on every day because then I'm still trying to balance not missing soccer games and still having a life yeah. outside of it. And so, um, I would say it's a work in progress. I would be I would be disingenuous if I sat up here and said, "Oh, well, this is how you do it," because I've got it all figured out. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. This weekend, I've felt you know, a level of anxiety because I didn't yeah. feel like I had it all figured out. Um, and then there are other days where I'm like, okay, okay, I think I, <laughs> I got it. But uh, it really is about the people that surround you. And that's what I keep coming back to. Well, I've got to say it's it's inspirational to um, to, to to me and many other folks that I've, I've talked to about it. it um, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer that we all have um, more capacity than we we're, we sort of are, are willing to, to give, and um, and we just have to do it. And you, you you know whether you're talking to Seth or anyone else out there that talks about publishing your work or shipping your work or however he, he describes it, I mean, you found a way to uh, to do that twice here, um, and it's really impressive. And I think it I think it is an inspiration to others who may feel bogged down or just can't find a way around this or that or whatever. Um, there is a way. Yeah, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you being on the show, and uh, we'll have to do it again, okay? Would love to. Thanks. All right. Well, that wraps up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time. <laughs>